Okay, welcome to the last daf of Ksubis, Kuf Yud Beis, and we will talk about, related to what we discussed the past couple of days, we spoke two days ago about the myths of Yish of Eretz Yisrael, we spoke last time about the um, idea of visiting Eretz Yisrael, does one get a uh, mitzvah, it's a partial mitzvah, a kiyam of Yish of Eretz Yisrael, we were medayik, um, in terms of kol hador be'eret Yisrael versus kol mahalech harba'amos be'eret Yisrael. So today we'll talk about the idea of chavivus of Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean? It's re- reflected by the, the last couple of lines, the last stories uh, at the end of the Mesechta, where the Gemara tells us Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera, who we know was one of the Amoram that made Aliyah, remember yesterday's daf, uh, his Rebbe wasn't so happy with him. He was Rav Zera until he came to Eretz Yisrael, then he got Smicha, then he became Rebbe Zera. But his Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda, was not uh, interested in him going. But Rabbi Zera went, and when he came there, he couldn't find a ferry. Couldn't find, uh, couldn't find the tickets. He was waiting and waiting for a, for, for a ferry to get across, and he just couldn't wait any longer. So what happened? Nachat b'mitzra v'ka'avar. Right? He, uh, he took a, a, a rope, he took a, 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 a stick, a log, and went across. He couldn't wait anymore. Rashi says, Yishmakom she'en gesher. There's a place where there was no bridge. Umashlichen eitz al rochavanar. They throw a piece of wood, a piece of lumber across the river. Misafa l'safa from edge to edge. Ve'narachav le'lechalav ki'im ochez biyadav bechevel hamatuach l'malaymenu. They walked on a tightrope. They held a rope in order to be able to walk across. Kashur shnei rasha b'shtei. Say those two, uh, one, two uh, they tied on each side. Achaz b'kan v'achaz b'kan. Anyway, he went there because he didn't want to wait any longer. Amar le'ahut stuki, and there was even a stuki that saw him act like this and said, what are you doing? Ama te pazizu, what a nation that acts without thinking. De kadmisu pumaychu ludnaychu. You put your, you, years ago, you put your mouth before your ears. What is that? Nasev anishma. So you did Nasev anishma once. You still keep doing Nasev anishma. Right? Akati pazizu saychu kamaisu. What, what exactly does this, have, does this have to do with Nasev Anishma? We're acting, we're acting uh, emotionally connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu before we really think about it. If we would thought about it, then Nasev Anishma doesn't make sense. How could you agree to something before you know exactly what the commitment is? You signed on the dotted line without reading the contract. You know what is so? Yeah, this is the same. This is the same type of action. But either way, that's what the Stuki says. Amarle says Rabbi Zera, Duchta de Moshe Aaron lo the place where Moshe and Aaron weren't zocha to get to. Who says I'm going to get there? I have to get there as quickly as possible because I don't know they weren't zocha. So the Mefarshim asked, they weren't zocha because of a specific reason. But why Reb Zera was uh, he didn't have a specific Zera against him? Okay, but either way, this is the uh, that's the Reb Zera story. Rebbe Abba Menashek Kipi Daako. Rebbe Abba used to kiss the kipim, the kipi of Akko. Rebbe Chanina, Misakin Maskele, Rebbe Chanina used to fix the roads. Right? Why did he fix the roads? He didn't want anybody to say anything bad about Eretz Yisrael. So he doesn't say he fixed the roads because he, he um, you know, didn't want to trip. No, it's more than that. Rashi. Was so beloved to him. And he wanted to make sure nobody said anything negative about it. And that connects to the next story. Rav Ami and Rav Asi, they used to go from the sun to the shade and the shade to the sun. Why? So they wouldn't complain. It's too hot, it's too cold. Right when they felt a little uncomfortable, they switched. So they would be comfortable so that... Um, Says Rashi, 
so they wouldn't be able to complain about it. They used to go in the winter; they went to the sun, in the sun, then sun they went to the uh, to the cold. All these different uh, stories about the love that they used to have. So let's talk a little bit about Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba used to kiss the kipe of Akko. What are the kipim of Akko? So Rashi quotes Tupshatim. Rashi quotes what are kipe almogim. Almogim usually, usually means car, modern Hebrew means carols, like the carols underneath the uh, sort of special type of uh, the stones underneath the water. Lishna achrina kipe da'ako slime, or it just means rocks. Somehow it means the uh, inanimate objects of Eretz Yisrael. Maybe the rocks, the border. When he came to the border, that's when he uh, he used to uh, kiss because he was so excited to get there, uh, and that's why he expressed that through. Um, through kissing the rocks. If you look in the, uh, the Ben Yoyada, the Ben Yoyada says a different shot. Kipe means stones, but it's the kalim made out of stones. So you can live anywhere. You can live anywhere. But when they got a kli that was, it said, in, it said on it, made in Israel, he used to kiss it, right? Because that was uh, how he showed his, his love for the land. That's what he, uh, his, what he did. So you osman, osim in kalim, they made beautiful pictures and engravements on the on these uh, kalim. Kasher osenata, like they do now. Who's now right? Baghdad in the end of the 19th century, right? Says the Rabbi Yosef Chaim says the Ben Yoyada, like they do now. Min avne Eretz Yisrael, they make it from the stones of Israel. and they used to export them. Lamakir olamatanos to a friend to give as a present or as a gift. Ukshahaya, Rabbi Ah, Rabbi Abba, Roe Osan, Hayimanashkam, Bishvil Kavad Eretz Yisrael. So whenever we get something that's made in Israel, we shouldn't just celebrate that it doesn't have to be toveled, but uh, we should recognize that it is uh, a connection that we have to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael. The Maharal, in his commentary here also, Maharal and the Fudushi Agados discusses why Dafka, the, the ground, the stones, the ground, because every Jew outside the land of Israel is like an uprooted tree. And when we connect back to the land of Israel, so it's like we're getting back to our roots, literally, our roots and, and where we belong. That's why that um, beloved nature was, was shown by Rabbi, Acha, but Rabbi Abba, because uh, he recognized that. Yira says the Maharal, Ki adam chibur la'eretz and remember, there's, there's no other phenomenon in world history of a nation uh, that was separated from its homeland. And for years and years and centuries, they prayed, they davened to come back to their homeland. And eventually, they did come back to their homeland. Right? We have from the ancient Roman Empire, the Romans, wherever they are in the world, davening and praying that they should come back to Rome. And eventually, they, they, they made their way back. No, no such thing. There's, there's, there's no parallel in world history of a, of a nation that's that was connected through a homeland, and then they were dispersed throughout the world, and they're still connected through that physical homeland. There's no such thing. There's, there's the melting pot. Wherever you end up, that's where you are. So that's, that's the maral. That's a reflection of this idea, that they, they kiss the ground because that is the, that is the uh, uh, source. When Brekach Amr, and that's why the Gemara says in Brachas, uh, as we see at the end of the second part of Kriyashma, you should have long life. Because that's the that's the natural habitat of Jew, the Jewish people, 
Right? The natural habitat is in Eretz Yisrael. That's why Arichas Yamim is there, because that's the most natural uh, existence. Upirusho mebreki ha'aretz hazosi Eretz Yisrael shayach lehem legamre. Vekasher yatsom Eretz Yisrael liyos nechshavim kemo ilan hanatua. When we are uprooted from our roots, we want to have a kiyam if we're somewhere else. That's in terms of Rebbe, um, Rebbe Abba, where it was Menashek, Kipi Da'aka. Interesting, if you look, I saw one of the acronyms say, at the end of all of these um, uh, actions, the Gemara quote, oh, I didn't quote one, I didn't quote the last one. Rabbi Chia Bargamda Mignadar Ba'afra. He used to roll around in the dirt of Eretz Yisrael. Shene'emar, and then the Pasuk is quoted, and this is at least going on the last one, maybe on the earlier ones too. Kiratsu Avadecha Zavaneha, your servants love your stones. Ve'asafara Yechonenu, and find favor in your, in your earth. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi here quotes, Kiratsu Avadecha Zavaneha, Ve'asafara Yechonenu. That's it, doesn't make a comment. He just quotes that line of the Gemara. So what's Rashi adding? Once in a while, we have this in the beginning of Ayelech, that Rashi will just quote a line and won't comment on it. So what's, what's, uh, what's Rashi doing here? So, so one of the acronyms say, our Gemara has a Shene'emar, as it says, and this Pasuk is quoted from Tehillim. Rashi doesn't have the Shene'emar. So you might have said, he's just quoting the second half. Maybe he's saying, no, he's emphasizing. They didn't do this because they had an obligation to. Because the Pasuk says, that is why I'm going to roll around in the dirt and I'm going to kiss the stones. It was natural. It wasn't dafka. Sometimes we have a mitzvah that is something that we have to do, but we should do it because we want to do it, not because we have to do it. Right? And that's maybe with the emphasis of Rashi. Rashi's saying, it wasn't just that they felt a need, they felt a command. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says. No, even without the Shene'emar. Right, they had this natural connection to uh, to the land. Rav Salvechik says maybe that's the lashon that we have in in benching. We say no delacha. The second bracha benching. We say no delacha shamalakenu. And what do we have to mention in benching? As the Gemara says in Masechus Brachas, there are four themes that we have to mention in benching. Even and if not, we're not yotze. The first one, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Chemda Tover Chava. We have to mention uh, the, how amazing and and great is this land. Where does that lashon Chemda come from? Eretz Chemda, this desirous land. So says Rav Salvechik, he thinks it connects to the first time this appears in the Torah. And that's by the Eitz Hadas. Where the Eitz Hadas, Techava, is Nechmad Lamare. What's Nechmad Lamare? There was some type of magnetic attraction that you couldn't even describe. Nechmad Lamare, she was pulled to the tree. She was somehow pulled to the tree. That's the Netz Chemda. So he says the same idea with Eretz Chem, the Jews are pulled back to the land. doesn't matter where one is, there's, there's somehow the Jew makes it back to Eretz Yisrael. That's the Nechman Lamar, that's the same type of pull that the Maharal is talking about, the natural state of a Jew uh, being in the land, and that's this leaving out the Shenemar because we have this natural state. The Briska Rav is quoted by Achronim, uh, later Achronim saying that, now nah, you shouldn't, no, let, me, let me say it this way. In the days of old, not so long ago, a couple of uh, decades ago, before they had the tunnels going from the terminal to the airplane, when in Israel you had to get off, I guess for security reasons mostly, you get off the plane, you walk down the steps, and then you can take a bus to the terminal. And then it was easier to kiss the ground because like you get it right away. But now it's like by the time you get out of, uh, you have your baggage and you're getting, going and getting your ride, a little more kind of like loses, uh, it lost a little bit. Do you do it in the terminal? Whole, whole uh, discussion. Or not. But um, the question is, the Briskarev was quoted as saying not to do it. 
No, we don't do that. Why? Because if you look in the Rambam, when the Rambam quotes this, these Agadatas at the end of Mishnah um, Torah in Hilchas Malachim, the Rambam quotes these Agadatas, as we mentioned, Perek Hey Halacha Yud, Gedole Hachachamim, the greatest of rabbis used to kiss the borders of Israel. And used to kiss the stones. And used to roll around in his dots. That's the Ramam Shenemar. And this is based on our, on our Gemara. So are you Medayik that only Gdolei HaChachamim should do it? Or they were the ones that felt the love and they were the ones that did it, but we, of course, should follow them and we should copy them. Right? Generally, Gedolei Rabbanim, you know, sometimes, sometimes there are behaviors that are appropriate for the Hamonam to copy from the, from the Gedolei Yisrael. And sometimes there's something called Adam Chash of Shiny and a behavior that's appropriate, not a mitzvah. Mitzvahs are for everyone. But sometimes there's a, a, a behavior that's appropriate for someone who's on a certain level. Remember, that we've spoken about this often. Remember the story about Mar-Ukva in uh, Mesechus Chulin, where Mar-Ukva says, I'm like vinegar compared to my father who's like wine. I wait six hours. I wait misuda uda between flesheks and milcheks. And my father, he waits 24 hours. He's like, he's like wine. And they ask the, ask the Bali Musar, so if you thought it was the better thing to wait 24 hours, Mar-Ukva, this is one of the greatest Amorim. Remember, he jumped earlier in this Masechta, he jumped into the oven with his wife because he didn't want the, the poor man to see who he was. This is Mar-Ukva, he couldn't wait a couple of hours for the ice cream. Right? So what do you mean if he thought it was appropriate to wait 24 hours? So why didn't he? The answer is because he saw that that wasn't appropriate for who he was. He saw that that wasn't appropriate for his Avodah Hashem. So that's why he didn't wait the 24 hours. So the question is how to understand this Rambam. So the Briskarov understands this Rambam as it's only for Gedola Yisrael who have that feeling of intense connection, right? So maybe it's only for them, but not for others. But again, throughout the generations, there have been other Jews, right? The, the, the legend is that, right, when Rehuda Levi got to Eretz Yisrael, at the end of his life, one of the greatest Oave Yisrael, Oave Eretz Yisrael in our history, right? The author of the Kuzari, he comes to Eretz Yisrael and he got off his donkey or whatever it is to kiss the ground. And the legend goes that he got trampled, right, when he got off. But the raya, the story is that that he got off the ground to kiss the he got off this animal to kiss the ground. But either way, this is uh, in terms of the chavivas that we show. We have a precedent about kissing in, in halacha in terms of showing chavivas. Then, of course, is mezuzah, right? The tapafir um, is shown. I mean, remember the Gemara in Avodah talks about how Uncleus, when he converted from being Roman Catholic to being Jewish, uh, the uh, Caesar kept show, kept sending. Uh, armies to, and people to try to get Uncleus back to be, uh, to be non-Jewish. And first he starts talking to them and they all converted. And then he says, don't talk to them about anything in Torah. So he says, fine. He doesn't talk about anything in the Torah and he, and he talked about just the way of the world and he converted. And he says, don't talk to them at all. Don't talk to him at all. Just bring him back. And they go, they don't say a word. And on the way out, he just points to the mezuzah. And they say, what is that? And he said, okay, you open your mouth. So you tell them about the mezuzah, that uh, usually the secret service are outside and the president is inside. And here the king stays outside and everybody else is inside. And he does, he does shmir on us. So they all converted and he stopped sending guards to try to convince him. But that's the source in Shas for doing something with the mezuzah. And there's a minute of kissing the mezuzah, of kissing, the, uh, kissing one's hand, pointing to the mezuzah. But again, that shows chavivus. Uh, the Shlach HaKadosh says that all of your chefs are mitzvahs. should kiss your matzahs and kiss your dalan minim and kiss your, you know, just to show chavivas. But again, it all flows from this, that Gemara about Uncleus uh, a little bit and, and this Gemara, uh, again, showing the 
showing the uh, the chavivas. There is a fascinating discussion, and we already alluded to this yesterday, but just now we'll mention a couple of marmakomas related to it, and that is he used to kiss the kipe de Akko. He used to kiss the stones of Akko, like Akko must have been a border city, sounds like, and that's why that right when they got to Akko, which was in Eretz Yisrael, they kissed the he kissed the stones. So Tosfos already here points out the Tosfos on the top it says Mashba de Eretz Yisrael. He this fact that Rabbi Abba did this sounds like it was part of Eretz Yisrael. V'chein b'shilhi mishachso, and also the end of mishachso meseches gitin. V'teima, but if you look in the first Mishnah meseches gitin, where the sugyas are about b'fani nechta, b'fani nechta, when somebody brings a get from chutz laaretz from Medina Sayam, you have to have a special formula. It was written in front of me properly. It was signed in front of me properly. And the Gemara there says that Akko is considered Eretz Yisrael for this halacha. That's what the Mishnah says. Ako, Ka'aretz Yisrael Gitin, for this halacha, the formula that you have to say, if you bring it from Chutz Laaretz, so Ako is like Eretz Yisrael. Mashma says Tosfus, that only for this halacha, if Ako was in the middle of part of Eretz Yisrael, the Mishnah wouldn't have to say this. Right? All of Eretz Yisrael has a different halacha. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, Ako, for this halacha, and Hilchas Gitin, has the status of Eretz Yisrael, which is Mashma that Ako generally is not part of Eretz Yisrael. Only for this specific halacha, it's close enough that we'll treat it like Eretz Yisrael. That's Tosfus' kasha here and Tosfus' kasha in the beginning of Gitin. What's with Akko? Again, this doesn't have to be the Akko. This is not the Akko that we call Akko today. The Akko that we call Akko today is for sure uh, is lower down. But there was an Akko maybe that was more north. Uh, and therefore it was questionable uh, where it was. So that's the question that we shown him. So Tosfus says, Mashvadavi Bechutzlaretz. Umafarish Birushalmi, Chetzia Be'arz, Vechetzia Bechutzlaretz. The Birushalmi says, Ah, it was half and half. It was a border city. Half of it was in Chutzlaretz, half of it was in Eretz Yisrael. So that's why the, uh, you have all of these um, different Chazals. Rabbi Abba used to kiss the Kipita Akko, the half that was in Eretz Yisrael. When he got to the middle of Akko and he came to Eretz Yisrael, that's when he started kissing the, uh, the stones. Some of the Parshim wonder, how did he know where the border was? How did he know? Maybe the stones weighed something different. The stones in Eretz Yisrael weighed something different than the stones in, in Chutzlaretz. Okay, but there are different days how to answer this question in the Rishonim. The Ri in Tosas, the beginning of Gitin, uh, suggests that maybe it is Eretz Yisrael, but it's very far. So you would have thought that for Gitin purposes, you don't treat it like Eretz Yisrael, Kamash Malan, that you that you would do. But if you look in the Ramban, the Ramban there in the beginning of Gitin and the Ritva there, they quote a different idea. And they say... Even if, even if uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, Akko technically would not be part of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore you have to say, oh, forget it, it is, even if it technically is not part, but it is in Chavivus de Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean? The Ramban there explains that even if you want to say it wasn't reconquered when they went up the second time, and therefore technically it might not have Kedushas Eretz Yisrael regarding the mitzvos hatulios ba'aretz, but it's still part of Eretz Yisrael regarding the beloved connection that a Jew has to Eretz Yisrael. There can be different rules, meaning there's an idea of connection to Eretz Yisrael and quality of Eretz Yisrael separate from the Kedushas Haaretz, the formal Kedushas Haaretz. And this is what we alluded to, I think, in yesterday's year. There, there are, there's Kedushas Haaretz, and that uh, translates into Mitzvah Satsulias Haaretz, Trumas and Meisras and Shvita and, and uh, Meiser, Sheni, and, and, all the, and all the others. But then there's a concept of Chavivos Eretz Yisrael, or what the Achronim call Shem Eretz Yisrael, of halachas that apply to the land of Israel only, that does not have to do with the, with the uh, land itself. The Rambam says, wait, this one might or might not, the Rambam says, all the laws of Egla Arufa, the anonymous corpse, that only applies in Eretz Yisrael. 
If you find an anonymous corpse in a city in Chos Laaretz, you don't do the whole process. So is that because there's a Kedusha Saaretz, like Yishev Eretz Yisrael, right? Kiddush HaChodesh, the Rambam, and I say Kufnun Gimel, discusses how the the Jews, the Bezdin of Eretz Yisrael, um, is the representative Bezdin, and therefore even though we do Kiddush Alpi Cheshbon today, Hillel made the calendar, but it's only because there is a representation of Jews in Eretz Yisrael. If there wouldn't be any Jew in Eretz Yisrael, says the Ramam Chas V'Shalom, the whole calendar would fall apart. Hmm. We wouldn't be able to have a Jewish calendar because the Jewish calendar is based on the representation of the Jews in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Rambam. You know, what, what does that have to do with, the, with Kedusha Zaretz? Nothing. Right? What about Smicha? The Rambam says giving Smicha is only... How can, you, the Rambam has a famous uh, discussion. You could restart the Smicha. If all the rabbis of Eretz Yisrael got together and agreed to appoint a certain person to, to have a, to be the one the, to be the Dayan, so yeah, what is that? Why the, 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 the rabbis of Eretz Yisrael? Why not the rabbis uh, of the world? One more. The, the Rambam quotes based on the Gemara and Brachas, but it's not clear in Masechah's Brachas. Uh, if you, you make a, a special bracha when you see six hundred thousand Jews, six hundred thousand Jews you make a bracha. Baruch Hacham Harazim. The Rambam says only in Eretz Yisrael. Again, nothing to do with Kedusha Saaretz. But this has, there's another element of Eretz Yisrael having to do with Chavivusa de Eretz Yisrael. And maybe that's also connected, that's what the Ramban says, that's Rabbi Abba. Even if you want to say Akko wasn't technically uh, Kedusha Saaretz, but it was Eretz Yisrael. It was Eretz Yisrael, and therefore uh, it has certain halakhas. Rosh Shlomo Zalman, interestingly, it's not the same idea, but Rosh Shlomo Zalman uh, writes a pihalacha, that there are certain things that, if it's considered Israel today, then you could, you could have certain halachos, even if it's not technically kedusha sa'ar, it's a lot. How many days of Yantav do you keep in a lot? So there are some that say you've got to keep two days because it's not technically Eretz Yisrael. The Rosh Hashanah says, no, one day. One day because it's called Israel. It's called Israel, right? Where, where in Yishalayim do you lane Purim, do you have Purim on the 14th, on the 15th? So is it called Yishalayim for municipal purposes? So that already could have a halachic ramifications. So it's fascinating that, again, there are certain halachas that might not go by Kedusha Saaretz. There are other elements of Eretz Yisrael that are here. Again, there's a lot more, but uh, we'll uh, stop here. Okay, Hadron Alach, Tzubis, next time we pick up with Nidar.